Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle. Yes. Uh, I just saw you like a couple of days ago, four mm-hmm. days ago, three days ago. Yeah, something like that. Um, and we did a show together in your living room or your dining room. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Your dining room. Um, that was kind of what was that like to you? Because uh, we've done, uh, I don't know what, what this week's episode number is. It's like 90 or something. So we'd done like 88 episodes not in the same room. Mm-hmm. And then we did one in the same room. <laughs> what was it like for you? Um, It was weird because I didn't know what to do <laughs> with myself. But, you know, it was fine. And what was it like for me? Um, you were, you were kind of stressed because the things weren't working. We were having some issues, technical issues at first, um, which if I hadn't been so exhausted, I think my first thought would have been check the USB cable. Yeah. Yeah. But because I was so tired, I was like, Oh, this thing is broken. Also because of the kind of hurried nature of traveling and then also mm-hmm. just happening happening to bring the the podcast setup so that we could record together mm-hmm. um made me a little less confident because I didn't have the time to test anything yeah. or prep anything really. I literally just went, what microphone in this house is already in a hard case? Yeah. The MXL 990, which is the the microphone I started my podcasting journey for the most part. I mean, what when I started podcasting, you know, in 2005, I had, you know, very cheap microphones for a while, but the first real, uh, you know, badass microphone I ever got was the MXL 990, which you're mm-hmm. talking into right now. Yes. It's easily one of the best mics for the money. Um, at $100, which is all, like what its retail is, mm-hmm. it's a great deal. And if you wait, you can sometimes find them for $60 or $70, which is why I own two, because I had the one that I've had forever. And then one day there was a flash sale on Amazon and it was like 55 bucks for another one. So I was like, I'm just going to have two in case I ever need two of the same microphone. Yeah. You know, for stuff like what we did, you know, if I ever had a friend over and wanted to do a little simple podcast, I could mm-hmm. just put these mics on stands and we could could shit chat. So, uh, but it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, other than the fact that like bullying you in person and bullying you over, uh, webcam is just very different. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very different. That's all. Oh, I, I don't so. know. <laughs> But uh, no, I had fun with that. That was actually like, that was fun. Uh, I I wasn't worried that it was going to be stressful, but it was like after a long, fun, but exhausting weekend, it was the last thing I had to check off the mm-hmm. list that wasn't just like eat dinner and rest mm-hmm. and relax. Yeah. So, you know, it could have been a pain, but instead it was really fun. Uh, I, I just wish that it hadn't had so much hubbub you know, beforehand, I wish mm-hmm. that we had just plugged everything in and went, yay, we're ready. And that was it. That would have been yeah. a little on the nicer side, but yeah. I think it turned out well. We got a lot of really nice uh, feedback from people saying how cool it was to hear us in the same room, see us in the same room. Cool. So now they have proof 
we are not the same person because we appeared in the same room at the same time. Although we never reached across and touched each other. So maybe it was split screen. Yeah. You never know. I mean, still don't know if we were the same person, it would take just imagine the amazing amount of like editing and writing, like the amount of production that would go into that so that we could like interrupt each other. And so it could feel completely and utterly unscripted. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Like imagine. So honestly, if somebody had done that for like 88 episodes, I wouldn't put it past them to do a split screen episode. Just wouldn't even be that much more difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good job. So I mean, <laughs> me, job. and then also you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so I guess I should talk about the big thing that's going on in my life, mm-hmm. uh, just to get it out of the way and hopefully not cry. Um, so I got back from the East Coast on Monday evening, and I was pretty tired. Uh, you know, I. I know I've talked to you about this a lot, but I haven't really talked to anybody else about it. I, um, you know, I, I've been recovering from the COVID for a while now Mm -hmm. and I'm doing a lot, 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 lot better. I mean, a few, you know, a month and a half ago or whatever, when I was filming that movie, I was like suffering after working so hard for days. Mm -hmm. This show, I mean, I was up, you know, super late at night, not getting a ton of sleep, running around, being out in the sun all day. And I did pay for it but not like as dearly as I have before. So it's Mm -hmm. like, while I did end up in my opinion, sicker than I would normally be from not sleeping and running around. It really wasn't that bad. I'm very, I'm actually, I consider this like a big positive statement about my well being. Yeah. Um, I'm clearly getting better. Clearly. I'm really glad it's taking a while, but it is totally happening because I remember about halfway through the second day at Joe Bob's Jamboree. I remember I turned to Rachel and I was like, I'm handling all of this really well. And Rachel was like, you are, you are like, you've been walking around in the sun all day, just drinking water and having fun. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm having a blast and I don't feel bad. I don't, you know, uh, there were a couple of moments where I was like, you know, I should just sit for a minute, Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. So, um, so that all to be said that when I got back on Monday, I was completely and utterly exhausted. Tuesday was like a blur because I was so exhausted. And then by the time I was starting to feel human again, it was Wednesday. And that was the day that Chicano, my dog, one of my two uh, rescues needed to go to the cardiologist. Mm -hmm. And for those who have not been following along, Chicano was supposed to have a surgery, uh, a kind of standard surgery. He was just having a tumor that is probably benign removed. And while they were hooking him up to the equipment, they didn't like the way his heart rate sounded. They didn't like the way his heartbeat sounded. They were like, he may have a arrhythmia. And if that's the case, we shouldn't do, um, anesthesia cause it could hurt him. So they were like, we can do it anyway, but since it's not a life-saving medical procedure, we'd recommend you just postpone. So we postponed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and first and foremost, I want to say this was in the middle of Henwolf needed a lot of veterinary care too. And uh, the vet bills were racking up really hard. And I, uh, this is the first thank you of the show. Massive thank you. Lots and lots and lots of people went out and bought movies on henflix.com or bought t-shirts on henflix.com. Just bought things knowing that I was going through a financial, financially challenging time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. A million times. Thank you. Um, we're not, it's not like everybody's paid for all of the vet bills, but they've paid for more than half of the vet bills. That's, uh, that's huge. Cause I'm prepared to take care of my dogs. It's just, you know, 
usually um, it's not like several thousand dollars to take care of my dogs at the vet. It's usually like maybe a thousand, mm-hmm. but not several thousand. Yeah. So anyway, so, but Wolfie's doing great, by the way, her incontinence medicine appears to be working almost flawlessly. She had one teeny accident. I'll mention that to the vet. We may increase her dosage. We may not. We'll mm-hmm. see. But it's a massive improvement. And that's what really matters is that her quality of life is better. Because mm-hmm. I love these goddamn dogs. And I will go into all the debt there is in the fucking world to make sure they get the right medical treatment. I don't care. Yeah. I really don't. But I am human and I worry. <laughs> so, yeah. so fast forward to the first day I'm feeling human is the day I have to take Chicano to the cardiologist. And Chicano is napping right under my feet right now, and he is being a very good boy, by the way. And he is seems to be well, other than the fact that he hates this his new fancy vest, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, <laughs> so, which his vest was so expensive, I'm surprised it's not like um, you know uh, a designer brand. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I take him to the cardiologist. They do a workup on him, and they tell me it's it's they told me this was all good news because some of it sounds like bad news, but the vet was like, no, this is good news. Mm -hmm. The arrhythmia was incredibly minor, what they would call like a very minor heart murmur. And it was very likely, I mean, well, they, the diagnosis was that it's caused by very, very early uh, or mild heart disease, which is not uncommon for a dog his age to have a, Mm -hmm. to have mild heart disease because you just, as you get older, your heart wears out a bit. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, unfortunately, as morbid as I feel talking about this stuff, I adopted my dogs older and I have to accept and I and sometimes it's easier than other days, but I accept that like they're not going to be here forever. So, you know, my goal is to get them as as, you know, far to get them to live as long as possible, happily and comfortably. Yeah. So when I yeah. hear the doctor say like, oh, yeah, he has like mild heart disease and then say, but it's completely appropriate for how old he is. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't have like early onset heart disease or anything. His heart is where we would expect. They also, because they scanned his heart fully, there are no clots, no tumors, no nothing. So she said his heart's actually very healthy. Good. Overall. But so when I went there, I was prepared to pay $865 for a battery of tests, which is a Mm -hmm. lot of money, but not crazy. But then I was told the problem is. Basically, the problem is since he needs a surgery, the heart murmur can be serious. If it turns out that they misdiagnosed the heart murmur and that it's actually more severe than they think. Yeah. Yeah. So the only way to properly diagnose a heart murmur is to do a 24 hour monitor of his heart Mm -hmm. just to make sure that it never the arrhythmia is never unusual beyond what they think, because they think it's a very standard minor arrhythmia right now. That's what Mm -hmm. the diagnosis is on the paper they gave me which I've read like six times because I just don't like relaxing or resting or feeling okay. So, (laughs) so we, uh, so that vest made the the grand total (laughs) $1,450. But I mean, I'm going to do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. He's wearing his vest right now. He hates it by the way. He hates that vest so much. And I don't know why. It bothers him so much, but I mean, it not like bothers, like he's not scratching at it or in pain. He's just got a malaise about it being on. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier today, he was getting up on the couch and he had both his front legs up on the couch and one back leg on the couch. 
and he had one back leg just on the floor and he's just looking at me like, I can't do it. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're almost there. You can do it. He's like, I can't do it. It's impossible. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just like push. You're almost on the couch. He's like, it's impossible. This thing is ruining my life. And I'm like, dude, just get up. And he's like, ah. and then he just gets up the rest of the way and lays down. And then he just looks at me like, yeah, that was a fluke. Life is suffering. And I'm like, dude, Chicano, I'm trying my best, man. <laughs> so he's, it looks like, cause I even asked the vet after she said all of the stuff that was confusing because you know, mm-hmm. it's, she's a doctor and doctors are confusing after all of that. Um, I said, so what you're saying is it looks like he's fine. And she was like, yes, that's what I'm really saying. Now, mm-hmm. of course, because he has early onset heart disease, they recommend that we monitor his heart for the rest of his life. We, yeah. we every six to nine months, we take him to a cardiologist and get a basic exam yeah. just to make sure his heart's doing okay. And maybe every so often we x-ray his chest too, to see what the size of his heart is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. He's an older dog. He's going to get the care he needs period. That's yeah. all. That's all there is to it. But there is a part two to this. So the emotional roller coaster of worrying about Chicano and then finding out he's going to probably be okay, but then also finding out they need to charge me way, 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 way more. Yeah. was a lot to take on and I took it in stride as best I could. Um, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be really <laughs> candid today. As opposed to other weeks when I'm completely guarded (laughs) and never say what I think. Um, I, so I, I, 1400, I'm just trying to like gather my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I spent like $900 on the vet with Henwolf and Chicano initially, you know, with everything. And I was able to offset it by selling some movies and stuff. And I'm really grateful, but I could handle that. This 1450 and knowing that once his heart is under, is, is under understood and under control, then I have to pay $700 to get him surgery again. You know, like it starts to weigh on me. Yeah. And to be honest, I, my attitude has always been when like a big financial thing comes down, I'm like, oh, well time to shoulder it, you know, just put it over your back and go. Mm -hmm. And it was starting to crush me. And uh, I talked to a a couple friends and a couple of people and said, like, I kind of want to like ask, you know, go on Facebook and just like try to raise this money because this is creating a hardship for me, like a real right. hardship. And I don't use that term lightly. Hardships are a serious thing to me. And uh, I felt embarrassed even thinking that I should ask. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was put into context. A few friends were pointing out like, you know, you do this for other people, <laughs> you know, but not for you. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's different, you know. And I guess what I'm saying is I feel kind of mad at myself because I decided to be so fucking macho. That I had to be like, well, yeah, I mean, I help other people out and I encourage other people to ask for help because that's important, but I'm the one who helps people. I'm not the one who asks for help. Yeah. yeah. And that's a stupid, toxic mindset. It is. And I'm glad that I realized that I stopped and really thought about everything and went, you know what? (laughs) This is really fucking me up and I need some help. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone would be mad that I asked for it. No. So, so that being said in the first five hours that it was up, we raised almost a thousand dollars of the $1,415 or the uh, uh, goal. And when I woke up this morning, we were at 1470. Um, 
And I mean, it was, it was such an incredible combination of like old friends, current friends, new friends, a couple of strangers who just, you know, cause there are people, I do it. I do it. I don't know if you do this, but I do that. Like I see like, um, you know, GoFundMes or random things for like pets. And I throw 10 bucks in to strangers. Sometimes I do. I like to, it feels good. Um, so as of recording this, I have no idea if it'll grow anymore. And I've already told everybody who's contributing and I'll mention this here. If you're listening to this and for some reason you want to help Chicano with his vet bills, you just have to find me on Facebook. That's mm-hmm. the only, I mean, I can't help you find it any faster. Find me on Facebook. You'll find the link. Any, any pennies that go over the 1450 are going to go toward his surgery to remove his tumor. But I want to make this very clear. This is not a Sarah McLaughlin, like, please help save the animals routine. Mm-hmm. If I had raised zero dollars from that fundraiser, Chicano already got his treatment, already got his testing. Sorry, testing, no treatment yet, but testing. He already yeah. got it. I put it mm-hmm. on my credit card. This is all going on my credit card. So when you come through and either donate to the podcast, which uh, thank you, Craig Cohen, by the way, he donated to the podcast when he heard that Chicano was having issues. In fact, I think he donated more than once. Thank you, Craig. He's always such a sweetheart. Um, You know, any money that goes over that amount is just going to go to about the roughly $700 surgery he needs soon, but he's going to get that surgery no matter what. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's all. So when you're contributing or whatever, you're just lightening the load on me. That's all. You're not saving my pets because they are safe because I love them and will always take care of them. So what you're doing is just sparing me a little bit of struggle. And I really, that, and that makes me honestly makes me a little bit even more emotional because you're not, because uh, you're not saving a cute animal. You're just helping me save a cute animal. You know, I'm, you're just making it less challenging for me. Yeah. And that's why it like really moved me because, you know, that's why, because that's the, ur- the urgency was only, Hey, Henrik's really stressed out because he's spending so much money, uh, helping his dogs. And people were like, we got to help that man. And it just means a lot to me because I've never done a personal fundraiser ever. Um, I was going to do a personal fundraiser when I had my gallbladder surgery. Cause that was really expensive. Mm-hmm. But then I, I made a movie sale, um, that actually paid for the whole thing. And I'm very fortunate that that's the way that went. But, you know, it's just hard because, like, I've run fundraisers for other people and I've promoted fundraisers for other people, but I've never done it for myself. And uh, I did feel a little guilty um, asking for help, which is stupid. Really fucking stupid. So thank you is all I want to say. If you're listening to this and you happen to be one of the people who helped or even somebody who – because, by the way, people also – wrote me messages wishing us well, uh, wrote me messages wishing us well and saying, you know, unfortunately I don't have any money, extra money right now. And I was like, dude, don't like put yourself in a hardship. Like <laughs> moving the hardship from me to you is not accomplishing anything. We want yeah. less hardship in the world, not less me hardship in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, thank you. Cause it really means a lot, especially cause like I'm, when I'm sitting alone, you know, with my thoughts and stuff. And then I've had people, um, send me messages, letting me like telling me stories about their pets, you know, whether they're with us anymore or they're gone and just Mm -hmm. telling me like, you know, you know, I know how much joy they bring and I hope you're okay because you know, I know how much I love my dogs or I love how how much I love my cat. And it just, all of that has made a huge difference for me. I really mean that. So, um, so thank you guys. You know, thank you all. That's all. I just wanted to say, make sure I thanked people. 
Um, I'm okay. I, I, I'm a little on the tired side, uh, <laughs> but I'm okay. And Chicano's doing great. He just, uh, he just set his little cold nose on my toe and scared the shit out of me. So wow. he's, he's doing his normal <laughs> Chicano stuff. Um, he's going to be so happy when this vest comes off at like 5 30 PM today. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be so happy. I like the comments I've gotten for people, the picture of him in his little vest. People are like, it looks like a tack vest. It looks like he needs a hat and a gun, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm just very grateful. I got to wake up in a deep form of gratitude today. Um, and it's still early today, man. Do you ever, do you get this or is it just me that if there's something you generally always do at a certain time, mm -hmm. if you do it at a different time, it still puts your mindset into the time that you would normally do it. Maybe. Well, like for instance, we're recording this in like 10 in the morning mm -hmm. on a Thursday when generally not always, but often we record at like 2 PM on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a part of me that feels like it's at least the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. <laughs> so, so I'm like, so that's the other thing is I'm like, man, you know, I got a lot to do and not a lot to actually, I've got all the time in the world. Cause when this is yeah. done, it's just the barely lunchtime, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I don't want to go on and on and on about that because, uh, I'll cry more and that pleases Michelle too much. <laughs> um, so what's been going on over there, Michelle? I mean, it's weird cause we just talked Sunday, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, tell me about what's going on over there. What is going on over here? You're going to be difficult. Is that what you're going to do? Like, wh what do you want to know? <laughs> How are you? What have you been up oh, to? I'm not, I'm not good. I um, know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, just, I don't know. Like work. And I'm, I'm going to, uh, I, one of my neighbors just, uh, is under contract with a house that they want to buy. And I'm going to go hang out with them while they have, their home inspection today and make sure that like nothing gets missed by their home inspector or anything. So you're, that's going to be, be their, their ringer, their extra home inspection. Yeah. Yeah. So will this be technically your first like professional? Well, I mean, <laughs> but you are inspecting a home and it's not under the supervision of another home inspector. I'm not inspecting a home. I'm just like, cause he's I mean, there. You're just, so I'm just pretending. Oh. I'm just like hanging out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're, so you're like watching over their shoulder going like, you're doing it wrong. You yeah. Wrong. Pretty, pretty much. But, <laughs> but like, we're going to pretend that I'm not doing that. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I'm just going to make sure that like, he doesn't miss things that I think sure. are important. Um, or that, um, cause you know, I'm sure that they got a, an inspector that was recommended by their, their agent. Yeah. a lot of times people do and it you i just you know you don't know how, like who the agent deals with because some some of them will you know like only take inspectors that like kind of you know do it not a great job so that they'll <laughs> buy house so that they can get sales mm -hmm. um and pa is just really weird with um because there's like no licensing really or anything so you just never know who you're gonna get not that you know who you're gonna get anywhere else well, but yeah but well, um, that's nice of you. So you're just being a mensch. That's all. I mean, I'm just gonna look at a house. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, you're just being a mensch for your neighbor. I 
No. Yes, you are. That's literally what you're doing. Okay. You can't deny that you're not doing a kindness just out of the kindness of your heart. I, I just want, no, because I just want to go look at their house. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely selfish. I want to look at their house. I want to see what the house looks like in the inside. <sighs> oh, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. So I hope I'm not like a hindrance. I hope that I'm helpful. <laughs> if I'm not helpful, I'm going to be really sad. That's what you say about everything. That's what you said the time we went out to get Chinese food. You were like, I hope I'm not a hindrance. But I am usually. <laughs> so. Did you see that Facebook comment where I, I, cause I posted said like, now I'm going to go see Michelle and you were like, hooray for all, but the last thing or something like that. You mm -hmm. said something really self-deprecating and one of the fans of the show commented and said, that's on brand for Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I'm going to embrace that. Uh, I'm going to embrace on brand whenever you say something <laughs> self-deprecating, like, ah, yes, very on brand. Good, good, good. <laughs> So, uh, at this juncture, mm. you are all done with your education. I mean, except for taking a test. Yeah. But I mean, you're done taking your classes for home inspecting. For, for New Jersey. Yeah. You're done taking the classes for New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. So you have more classes to take for PA? Well, I have to, for PA, I have to, uh, be, well, I'm technically a member of Internachi already, but really because it was like not because they're like you have to be a full member it's like that's not a thing guys but um like i'm trying to get certified with internachi as mm -hmm. well so they have a couple of courses that i'm taking as well right now like it's just about their standards of practice and all that stuff um so i'm still taking classes but not like the classes to get licensed in new jersey those are okay done. so when do you think you'll be taking your uh your your exam I don't know. I'm so scared. I, I feel like I don't know anything and I don't want to fail because it's a hunt. It's like $225 or something crazy like that. And I don't want to have to take it again. I think you're going to be fine as I don't, long as you study. I, I, there's so much. I could study the wrong things and then I, I'll, I'll be like, but I know this one thing and it's like not on there. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure. Uh, much dumber people than you are home inspectors. No offense out there, home inspectors, but it's not like it's in conjunction with Mensa. Okay? Like, <laughs> what? I'm, that's, I'm just saying, like, it's not impossible. It's like, I, I now, I, I haven't, the last time I took a test, I believe was my driver's test when I was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. That's the last time I ever took a test. And I remember being scared and I failed. I didn't fail the written test the first time, but I failed the driving test the first time. Yeah. But I remember both on the written test and on the driving test thinking like, oh my God, like I barely studied for the written, written test, by the way. That was a horrible move. I read the book once and then just took it. Yeah, I think um, I did something like that too. That's what my mom told me. To do. She was like, just read the book and then take the test. It mm -hmm. was really not very hard. But I remember my mother having to tell me, when I was like, oh God, especially when I failed the first driving test, my mom was like, was like, well, she calls me Ricky. So she was like, Ricky, literally idiots have driver's licenses. Like people who are literally so stupid, it would, it would blow your mind, have their driver's license. I love my mother and I love the way she talks. Um, <laughs> literally would blow your mind how stupid they are. They have their driver's license. So you will too. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I don't no. believe that people no. who are breathtakingly stupid are uh, home inspectors. But I just mean like, I guarantee someone dumber than you is a home inspector. Is that even possible though? <laughs> like, <laughs> I like how I like how you keep moving the goalpost. One day you're just a terrible person. The next day you're the dumbest person. You've got to make up your mind, Michelle. I can't be terrible and stupid at the same time. No. No, because being terrible requires cunning. Cunning reti- requires intelligence. Well, what if I'm just not book smart? So, so what I'm, you're saying is you're street smart. No. It's so nice to hear you say something positive about yourself for once. I'm happy to hear that. You are street smart. You're a smart person. Smart. Yeah. Michelle, say one positive thing about yourself. Ugh. No. <laughs> No, it'll it'll hurt too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I think that you are going to do great when you take your test. I really sincerely do. Thanks. I like I'm I'm not trying to be self-deprecating. Like I'm really sorry about that camera movement. I really <laughs> um I really don't think I'm going to do a good job. I'm really concerned. I mean, and I'll study. I'm going to study a bunch, but like yeah. I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything. I don't know what size gauge like the little 20 amp breaker. What size gauge wire does that need? Is it a 10? Is it a 12? It's not a 15. Everyone I, knows that's no, a 12. No, it's a 14. I'm Is it 12? Just, no, I'm just thinking. I think it might be a 10. But see, like, I don't know that. <laughs> but you're going to study. You're going to be prepared. And you're going to do a good job. Oh, and and which is the line on the air condition that goes in? And which is the one that goes out? Because I don't know right now. You will know, though. I know you will. Okay. I am positive. There are a few things in this world I have absolute confidence in, and one of them is you, Michelle. But but then I'm going to fail, and then you're going to be like, oh, man, I misplaced my confidence. It's not true. Michelle, if by some strange fate you fail your I'm first fail. attempt at the test, let me finish. If by some strange fate you f- you fail your first attempt at the test, you're just going to go back and nail it again. Okay. And th- But I mean it. God damn it. I fucking mean it. You're going to do great. Because you are a resilient person. And I'm proud of you. Thanks. I mean that, though. I'm not just saying it to, like, build you up. It's the truth. But it's okay to be worried and... You know, well, it has to be. Otherwise, what would you do with yourself? You know, if you couldn't worry and doubt yourself, I mean. But I don't think any of that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's just default Michelle stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. if I, I mean, then you'd just be a pile of hair if you had no self-loathing, right? Yeah. That's really all I got. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna kill this. I know it. Thanks. So you got this, man. You're welcome. So now that I made things heavy, um, let's talk about dead family members. No. uh, (laughs) Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.